Father, we love you this morning. And God, we do just gather as your church body just to declare, great are you, Lord. God, I pray for each person that's in this place. God, wherever they need to hear that in their life, God, that they'd be able to declare this morning that you are great and you are mighty. And Father, this morning, we just want you to be lifted high and glorified in our worship. God, we ask this morning that you speak to us as we hear your words spoken to our hearts this morning. We say, great are you, Lord. We love you so much. We thank you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Let's say together, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the people of God are all we need, and we need each desperately. Amen. So tomorrow is Memorial Day. Memorial Day is not a day designed to thank people for their service. That's Veterans Day. It is a time to remember those that have lost their lives in the service of our country. Lance Corporal Aaron Austin from Sunray, Texas. Sunray's up by Lubbock, small little town, one blinking light, lest things have changed. The President of the United States of America takes pride in presenting the Silver Star to Lance Corporal Aaron C. Austin, United States Marine Corps, for conspicuous gallantry in action against the enemy as machine gun team leader, Company E, 2nd Battalion, 1st Marines, Regimental Combat Team, 1st Marine Division, 1st Marine Expeditionary Force. U.S. Marine Forces Central Command in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom II on April 26, 2004. At 11 o'clock on April 26, a numerically superior enemy forces force attacked Lance Corporal Austin's platoon from three different directions. In the first 15 minutes of the attack, the enemy fired dozens of rocket-propelled grenades, thousands of machine gun rounds, and then assaulted to within 20 meters of Lance Corporal Austin's position. While throwing grenades and spraying their position with AK-47 fire, 16 of his fellow Marines on the rooftop position were wounded, some severely. After ensuring his wounded platoon members received medical treatment, he rallied the few remaining members of his platoon and rushed to the critical rooftop defensive position. Braving withering enemy machine gun and rocket-propelled grenade fire, he reached the rooftop and prepared to throw a hand grenade. As he moved into position from which to throw his grenade, enemy machine gun fire struck Lance Corporal Austin's multiple time in the chest. Undaunted by his injuries and with heroic effort, Lance Corporal Austin threw his grenade, which exploded amidst the enemy, halting their furious attack. By his bold leadership, wise judgment, and complete dedication to duty, Lance Corporal Austin reflected great credit upon himself and upheld the highest traditions of the Marine Corps and the United States Naval Service. We should remember the sacrifice of Lance Corporal Austin on Memorial Day. Roger Deeds. By heroic achievement in connection with combat operations against the enemy as a machine gun team leader, 
Company F, Battalion Landing Team 21, 13th Marine Expedition Unit, Regimental Combat Team 2, and 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Marine Expeditionary Force forward in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom. April the 6th from uh, uh, June the 16th, November 2005. In Al Ambar province, during Operation Steel Curtain, Lance Corporal Deeds led his team in providing overwatch of urban assaults while clearing more than 600 buildings through Yabi, Iraq. On the 16th of November, while attempting to clear, attempting to clear New Yubadi, 2nd Platoon was engaged by enemy frontal and flanking machine gun and grenade fire from four mutually supporting positions. Upon enemy contact and without regard for his safety, Lance Corporal Deeds maneuvered 20 meters forward under fire, established a firing position, and suppressed the enemy with machine gun fire. Upon learning 2nd Platoon had sustained several casualties within the enemy's strong point, he launched a recovery effort. Again, without regard for his safety, he assaulted 30 meters under fire and through the enemy's kill zones to secure and render aid through to the embattled Marines. Lance Corporal Deeds provided first aid and security for the wounded Marines before being mortally wounded. By his zealous initiative, courageous actions, and exceptional dedication to duty, Lance Corporal Deeds reflected great credit upon himself and upheld the highest traditions of the Marine Corps in the United States Naval Service with combat distinguishing device for the president. Roger Deeds. In the course of the time our son's been in the Marine Corps and when he was with the 2-1, we've heard the most about Deeds. Roger Deeds from Biloxi, Mississippi. We should remember men like this on Memorial Day. I wonder what the survivors of both Austin and Deeds think about this weekend. I'm sure they think about these two men every single day of their life because many are alive today because of their actions on the day they lost their own life. And both of these Marines lost their lives saving their other Marine brothers. I'm sure there is gratitude. I'm sure there is struggle with guilt. Why him and not me? Why did he lose his life and why was my life saved? There's guilt with that. We have experienced the guilt of the survivor when we would hear that Marines lost their lives in the Anbar province, we would go, okay, here we go again. It was almost a daily occurrence. And then we would hear it was with the 1-5 or the 3-5 or something else like that, and we'd go, well, it's not the 2-1, we're off the hook this time. And then when you're off the hook this time, there's some guilt that accompanies that. And then when we would hear, the news would be released like this, Marines, first step is Marines are, are killed in the Anbar province, the next step is a unit, and then we'd hear 2-1, uh-oh, this is closer. This is a real possibility that we no longer have a son. 
And we would wait and wait and wait. And, and the, the policy was the families would be notified before they would release the names in the news. And so that was a time that if we were home, we expected to hear the door knock, the doorbell ring, or if we were driving home, we'd drive around a corner. And for me, there was great anxiety and stress as I'd always look real quick to see if there were Marines in our front yard. And then when we heard that it was others that had died and not our son, there was guilt, survivor's guilt. There's gratitude, thankfulness, there's release, but then there's guilt that you feel that way when others have lost their husband, brother, son, grandchild. No question, I know that these two men have a special place in the lives. I'm sure that there's not a day those who were saved by deeds goes by, they don't think about it, their family thinks about it. I'm sure now as time has gone on and that's over 14 years ago, many of them have been to Little League games and their kid gets up to bat and there's a runner at third base and they have a safety squeeze on and their kid lays down a nice little bunt and makes it the first and scores a run. I'm sure they sit there and watch that and, and they go, thank you, Deeds. I got to see my son bunt a run in. I'm sure that there is some sense, some idea, some awareness that I really need to live my life in such a way that their sacrifice was worthy Although it's based on real events, Saving Private Ryan was Hollywood, of course. But that closing scene where Private Ryan walks up to the captain's headstone in Normandy and he breaks down in tears and he looks at his wife and say, please say that I'm a good man. Please say that I lived worthy of the sacrifice that the captain made for me. On Memorial Day, for us as believers in Christ, it's a day also that I think that we should remember all those that have died so that we could worship in freedom today. But I also believe it's a time for us to reflect on the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. It says in John 15, 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. No greater love. So we know for sure, without any question, that the greatest love of all, the greatest act of love that's ever been made, is when Jesus went to the cross, completely innocent, completely sacrificial, and completely with unconditional love. No conditions to his act. No conditions from any of us for his atoning for our sins. No greater love than to lay down one's life for their friends. Jesus goes on to say, I no longer call you slaves because slaves don't talk to, the, to or confide in the master doesn't confide in his slaves. And so we're friends now. No 
greater love than this, than to lay down your life for one's friends. And so we remember that Jesus laid down his life for us. He did it by his choice. He did it willingly. He did it with love. It says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. And who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And so Jesus demonstrates no greater love than laying down his life for his friends. 1 John 3.16 says, we know what real love is. We know. We in Jesus, in other words. We who believe in Christ, we know what real love is. Real love has no conditions. Real love has no strings attached. Real love has no fine print. Real love doesn't have all those side effects that the, the prescriptions have today. Real love. We know what real love is. We understand that real love is what Jesus did. We understand that real love is not what man manufactures, not what mankind is able to develop, but real love is from God. Real love is God. And the more we experience God, the more we come to an awareness of what real love is. For we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Genuine love is giving up your life. 1 Peter 3.18 1 Peter 3.18 Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the Spirit. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. That's an important thing. To know that you and I do not have to experience sacrifice over and over and over to be right with God. He took our place. All of us deserve judgment, wrath, punishment. But the gift of God in Jesus is that he paid that price for us. He paid that price. He died for sinners to bring us safely home to God. Now, there are four different images of the cross in the New Testament. There's a legal image. And, and it is like... Uh, a convicted felon standing before the judge and the judge says, you are guilty as charged and the punishment is life in prison. 
And along comes the advocate, the one called alongside Jesus, the Savior, and says, Your Honor, I willingly chose, because of my love for this felon, I paid the price of that sentence. And that judge declares us innocent through what Jesus has done for us. There's an image of the slave market and the slaves are in prison and they're in the, in the, in the courtyard and the slave master has an auctioneer and, and they're auctioning off the slaves. And he says, for this one here, I'll start the, the auction out at $100 for this one. Big, strong man can plow a field. Someone says, I'll give a hundred and a quarter for him. Another says, I'll give 150 for him. Another says, I'll give 200 for him. And then the master of all masters walks into the crowd and says to the auctioneer, no matter the cost, I'll pay the price of all these slaves. That's what Jesus has done for us. You also have the accounting image of the gift of Jesus to us. It says in Romans that Abraham believed God and it was credited to his count as righteous. The accounting term. You receive the invoice. You owe $300. You owe $3,000. You owe $3 million. You owe a price that you can't pay. And along comes the wealthy man, the master, Jesus, and he says, I'm going to pay the debt of this man. And so the accountant stamps on the invoice or marks it in some way or crosses it out and says, paid in full. And that's what Jesus did for us on the cross. We owed an amount we couldn't pay. But Jesus paid our debt. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then there's the military image. There's a great battle between Jesus and Satan for the souls of man. And Satan is out, he is waging an all out war for the souls of men and women. And there's a battle, there's a showdown, and the battle is between Jesus and love and Satan and hate. And through the cross and through the resurrection of Jesus, the battle is won. The victory is won. And Jesus is the victor over Satan. And when we believe in Jesus, the victory is ours. Now, just as I talked about the struggle that all those Marines have and their families have with the fact that that. You know, Corporal 
Austin and Corporal Deeds kept them alive. And now they're home. They're raising families. They're enjoying the good things that they have in life. There's got to be this tremendous struggle in them about how do we live our life in such a way that we make up for the sacrifice that we've been given. When you consider the death of Jesus on the cross, that runs across our mind. I mean, how can I, Lee Brewer, ever thank Jesus for forgiveness? I take inventory of my life. I have, I have committed all the Ten Commandments, some in thought, murder in thought, some in practice. As Jesus says, if you even think in your mind, you've committed that. I'm guilty as charged. I have sinned time and time again. I have failed Jesus time and time again. And when, when I read his word and I consider his story and I consider his sacrifice for me, there's a great deal of, man, I, I really need to measure up. I really need to, to live my life in such a way that his sacrifice is somehow or another worthy for me, that I, I live up and, and make it worthwhile that he died on the cross for us. That's a real tension we have. That's called religion, by the way. When we have to measure up and we've got to do more to, to make Jesus somehow or another look down and go, your life makes my sacrifice worthwhile. Now, there's no way in the world any of those Marines and their families can make up for that. They must see it the same way we see it with Jesus, that it was a gift given by a great sacrifice. And obviously, both Lance Corporal Deeds and Lance Corporal Austin, I, I'm sure they understood the danger. They understood what was at stake. And somewhere along the way, either in their training or on their way to Iraq or somewhere along the way, or maybe it was that very moment as they were considering that situation. I don't know how it goes in battle, never been in one. But somewhere along the way, they said, I must protect my brothers. I must care for them. I must defeat the enemy and I must if necessary, lay down my life for my friends. There are no way, no way anyone could ever repay the Deeds family and the Austin family for that sacrifice. There is no way you and I can repay Jesus for what he's done for us. No way. And the Good news is this, Jesus never has expected us to do that. What does Jesus want from us? He wants our love. He wants our belief. And he wants us to keep the command that we love him and we love others. That's what he wants from us. He wants us to love him, believe in him, and follow the command to love others. 
He said that when we love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love our neighbors as self, that fulfills all the law and the prophets. Now, imagine the difference Jesus' children would make on the world if they would just accept that they can never repay Jesus for that sacrifice. And they would be accepting of that unconditional love, that gift, and they would just respond to him in belief, in loving him, in loving others. First of all, his children will be set free from the burden of religion, from the burden of morality, the burden of measuring up. The weight would be lifted from us. And second of all, we would honor him and we would make him known. It says in the Bible that when we love God and when we love others, the full expression of God is made known through us. This Memorial Day, consider those that have died for us. I think it's an important thing for us to do. Maybe you could go to the National Cemetery. We've done that before. Very moving. They'll have ceremonies all day long. Maybe you could read a story to your children. Maybe you could sit around the pool tomorrow afternoon and talk with all your kids and say, we, we, aren't, we don't have school today, and I'm not at work today, and we're going to just spend the day together, and here's why. Men and women have given their life for us in service. And by the way, Jesus gave his life for us. I think, it, I think it's beneficial. I think it's wonderful. I think it's okay on Memorial, Memorial Day to consider those who have died and consider the one that has showed us the greatest love. Greater love than this, than one who would lay down his life. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I just pray for all those grieving families today, this weekend, tomorrow especially. We pray for those gold star families that have lost loved ones. We pray for those children that won't see their dad until eternity. We pray, Father, for those moms and dads who grieve today. We pray, God, for your comfort. We pray, Father, that their memory will bring about the best of us. We pray, God, that we will never take for granted what you have provided to us in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to understand what real love is and the sacrifice and the gift. 
Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, come forward.